Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, it is FMC. I am Jeremy. That is SP3. It's Monday. It's another week. I'm a year older after last week, SP3. I don't know if I'm a year wiser. Definitely a year older. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I'm going to have to quit like everybody on the challenge finale. I'm so old and I can't take it anymore. That's how I'm feeling right now. Just completely washed. How are you, buddy? If you ever want to see how Jeremy and his team, his alliance to end SP3 mania would perform in a challenge uh, final, check out the Challenge USA finals. That's how everyone but the two winners would react. From <laughs> That's how Jeremy's team would respond to a final. But yeah, no, nah, good to see you, buddy. Uh, it was a decent enough weekend got by it that's all you can ask for we're two weeks away from your wedding uh nba training camp is about to begin nba 2k is out the lakers got another point guard another point guard there's a lot to discuss where do you want to start i'll leave it up to you where are we starting you can get it out the way. We can talk about my Los Angeles Lakers because we have broken the system, ladies and gentlemen. We broken the have system. broken the system. Just like the Splash Brothers, you know, it, it innovated the NBA with their three-point shooting. No, and, okay. And just get- and just like uh, just like you know, other generations, you had the Twin Towers in San Antonio with David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Now you have the new era, small ball era. This is the small ball era of the NBA. But you know what the Lakers said? You know what Rob Palinka said? He said we're going extra small. Extra small. Sometimes they don't even sell extra small in the in the stores. Sometimes they don't have extra small on the internet. But you know what we what, where they do have extra small? The Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers, extra small ball innovating the NBA, your 2023 NBA champions. Uh, AD Anthony Davis top five MVP candidate LeBron James wins number five leaves no room no room goat goat of all time it doesn't matter five NBA championships gonna get Russell Westbrook his first gonna get Pat Beverly Mr. New Media part of the new media agenda that is our stable name the new media agenda gonna get him an nba championship as well this couldn't this couldn't be better better this couldn't this is the best thing that could have happened dennis schroeder dennis schroeder back on the los angeles lakers because it worked out so well the first time worked out worked out so well he left a bunch of money on the table so yeah good for him 
the Los Angeles Lakers did not invent small ball or the three guard lineup or anything. I, I, I was going extra small ball. I said, extra, no, 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 no. Specify. No, I, listen, no, listen, we did. They did not invent small ball. They invented extra small ball. Three point. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't even do that because the Oklahoma city thunder did this three years ago with their three point guard lineup of Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and the man who was on the Los Angeles Lakers, Dennis Schroeder. The Thunder did this three years ago. And do you know how far it got them? It got them to another first-round exit because that's all they've done post-Kevin Durant. Because Shea Gildress is really – he's really a, just a just an undersized two-guard. That's his play. That's how he plays. He plays more like an undersized two-guard. And that's why – So Westbrook is an undersized two-guard? No, he's not. He's no, one Russ of the is an undersized two. That was the time. whole that was his whole thing coming into the league. Is he's not a one, one greatest, he's a two. He's the one of the greatest point guards of all time. I mean, look, I love Russell Westbrook. He's probably one of the most underrated point guards of all time. Because if you listen to anybody, you'd think he's one of the worst players in league history, and that's simply not true. Uh he might be now, he might be one of the worst players in the league, but for his career, he's not one of the worst players in league history. Man, he's he's an undersized two. I saw the update for NBA 2K. They gave him a 78. Damn. Oh, is they, he that low? I thought he was they I thought he was at least like 79. I knew he was like in the seven like high 70s. He's not good. Like, are they being fair? No. Unfair. unfair. One of the greatest point guards of all time. Are you kidding me? Okay, we're talking about what he's doing now, though, not what he's done in history. I'm sure his like all time rating, like his peak OKC team rating, is really good, but his his 2022 2023 rating should be really bad, and it is because he's man. Not it took good the, it took two K like three seasons to start start rating Kobe based on injuries. This dude Kobe was like a ninety. After the two seasons, the first two seasons, he got injured. He was still a 90 in 2K. You telling me Russell Westbrook couldn't at least get an 80? An 80? Come on. He he went from, what, 90-something, 88 or something in the game to he at least should have went down to 80, not 10 or I don't think he was that good last year. Let's look at Westbrook's ratings last year. Russell Westbrook, NBA 2K22 rating. I don't feel like he was that good last year. Okay, what if Russell Westbrook's rating? This this has his full, like, over the years. Oh, Beverly's rated higher than Westbrook in this year's game. <laughs> Beverly's a 79. Russ is a 78. That's a little now do we have Now that we have, do, do we have a problem now? Come on. That's a Are you kidding harsh. me? Are you kidding me? They're basing it on celebrating playing victories? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so two what years ago... So Russ was an 88 in 2K21, which sounds about fair. And then he was an 86 in 2K22. But by the end of the season, he was a 78. Dude, he dropped eight points just throughout the season. Mm. That's outrageous. That's, That's outrageous. Come on. Well, okay. And, he's, you're telling he's, me, and you're telling me you didn't even give him the offseason boost? Like the off-season boost up. No, they did. You know, when you get older, you know how it is. The player progression in the off-season, like once you once you get past 30, you always decline. Like that player progression is always declining. It's just a matter of how hard it's going to decline. 
that's why I'm not really gonna like the 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 my era stuff because the the regression is not gonna be uh authentic. Because reg- regression true. works do, different in the game. I do wonder how the progression regression is gonna work. So I we talked last season or last season, uh last week about I did my Sonics franchise and I got the the Jordan Heatles, the old Jordan Heatles. Um, I've been playing that a little bit, but what I also did was started from the Magic and Bird era. I picked the Bulls and I completely just tanked out to to get Jordan. Um, like I traded everybody. Like Reggie Theus is like an eighty six overall. He's he was their best player. I traded him. I just traded for draft picks. I just <laughs> I went into the off season no players under contract. I had no one. I it, during the trade deadline, I traded for picks or expiring deals. I w- I wanted a completely clean sheet going into the offseason. Won the draft lottery, uh got Jordan. John Stockton actually went second to Houston. Houston picked Stockton over Hakeem. And then the, wow. the Bullets, the Wizard Bullets picked Hakeem third. I was like, shit, they got lucky. Um so I, I I've had- seen I've seen stuff where the Bulls were first and the Houston was second and the computer picked Hakeem Elijah first. Oh, really? That's interesting. I've seen ones like that, yeah. Mm. Well, I ended up getting getting first. And, of course, I picked Jordan. Because I wanted to play out Jordan's, essentially, entire career and see how I could do this. And I've been a little bit more... All right, so I haven't just done sort of like I did with, with the Sonics of, like, looking for every trade in the book. I've been... I kept the restriction on... Because I didn't... I don't actually like the, this... Um, these restrictions and that's why i turn it off you know the actual like legit trade restrictions of like after you trade for a player you can't immediately trade them like that's a thing in real life that i hate in 2k because sometimes i just like to make moves to see what other moves i can make same thing with like signing restrictions is like i like to sign guys and then possibly deal them especially if they're lower level guys like who gives a shit if i'm just trading away like 70 overall guys after i signed them like who cares so i actually kept all those restrictions on i kept all the 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 trade the trading picks like the stipian rule and all this stuff i kept it very very legit and just let the history play out the way it played out um so i've had to be smarter with my trades i couldn't i can't just like make a move to set up another move so it's limited me in just acquiring a bunch of draft picks and everything so i've had to be like semi-smart about this rebuild and have to think like balance long and and everything uh, in short-term deals so i went in with a completely clean sheet i actually had the eighth overall pick too i traded with san antonio and they weren't there's only seven teams in the lottery or eight teams in the lottery which is funny because there's just not there's not a lot of teams back then um so i ended up with that good pick but i didn't like any of the players i could have traded so i ended up trading for lasalle thompson who was like an 80 overall and then i traded him at this year's deadline for world be free which is a tremendous name and uh cliff robinson because thompson's like 23 80 overall cliff robinson is only 24 in 81 overall so i was like eh, i'm not really sacrificing and world be free is like an 83 overall even though it's like 30 something so i didn't feel like i was like sacrificing my future getting rid of uh thompson because i ended up getting cliff robinson i saw so i haven't even finished jordan's first full season we're like a fringe playoff team right now which i'm i'm excited about like if i make the playoffs great like i can 
see what I can do with Jordan in the playoffs. And if I don't make the playoffs, whatever, who gives a shit? Like I'm still trying to like acquire draft picks and, and build for the future and everything. Are but you going to try to get Pippen? Yeah, Pippen's a couple. I think he's the eighty. It's eighty-seven. Yeah, so he's a couple years away. Because um, this draft is Mullen, Malone, and Ewing, the eighty-five draft. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I'm gonna have because yeah, we're a fringe playoff team. We're we're like in the eight to ten spot, so it's possible we don't make the playoffs. I don't play every game. I simulate. I simulate the majority of games. I only play two games a month. Um, so yeah, I don't play and I don't win every game. Like I have it on a difficult level and the team's just not good. Like Jordan's my best player overall and he's only an 85 overall, which isn't bad, but 85 yeah. overall compared to like I played the Lakers, Kareem like absolutely unstoppable. Bird of course makes everything. Uh yeah, like I've I even played the the Wizards and like Olajuwon because my my center isn't good now since I traded Thompson. But even when I had Thompson, like he was only an 80 overall and Olajuwon was 84. It definitely plays the way the eras, and they, they tout this of if you're playing in the 80s, you're playing 80 style basketball. Nobody's taking threes. Everybody's packing the paint. Like it's very difficult. And the shooting, I don't, I don't like the shooting mechanic. I had to change that because the only like greens would go in. Like if you were slightly early, slightly late, doesn't matter. Seriously? Those were automatic misses. Yeah, don't like it. Don't like that because nah. like if you're not perfect timing, like you're going to miss the shot. And like, that's fine. If you're playing like my, my career, because your shot timing is the same every single time. If you're playing like with different players, Sean Marion has a completely different shot timing than Steve Nash. Cause I was playing with the seven seconds or less sons. And like, I was doing okay with Nash. But then when I shoot with Marion, like everything was off because his shot timing is so different. And so to like try to learn all these different shot timings is just way too much. I don't have time to learn all this stuff. Like my shot timing with Jordan, I take the majority of shots with Jordan, but the shot timing is completely different with somebody else. So like trying to get all the shot timings out, I couldn't do that. So I turned that that slider down, the shot timing slider down to where like slightly earlies and slightly lates will go in now. Uh, but it was yeah. very frustrating, very frustrating to deal with that. Uh, to circle back on the point of all of this when it came to Russell Westbrook and the progressions and the regressions. I don't know how that's going to play out, but because I have started a my era from the very beginning of the league, from the start of it, I will update everybody on how sort of the progressions work throughout. Like Jordan starts at an 84 and is already an 85. I'm interested to see how World Be Free progresses from this season to the next because he was in 83 when i acquired him he's like 32 years old and i'll see if like oh he he's goes regressing down, goes up he's yeah regressing. i assume he'll regress a little bit which you know what can you do um yeah some players are really bad with how they regress in the game like i remember they are. Clay they thompson are. uh Kawhi leonard paul george they all start regressing at like 32 33 and i'm just like, i remember like what Harden. the hell Harden regressed really hard because I signed, he was like a 79 overall and I signed him on one of my teams. This is uh 2k, I think probably 21 at this point. Um, and I signed him. Like I would just sign these guys who just, yeah, regressed really hard and just put them on like the bench to try to help them win a championship. Yeah. Some of these guys do regress really hard though. So I'll see, see how that kind of works uh, throughout, but some of them like don't like LeBron, I think maintained, in the like mid eighties 
the entire time. And he still played. Yeah. Again, this is like 21. And he still maintained pretty, pretty well to where he was still usable for throughout. Yeah. Until I he think like retired. LeBron usually like even in his last season, he'll average like 18, seven and seven. Like he doesn't regress too badly. And plus like they have a hair trigger with LeBron in that game. As far as him retiring, like they'll you can play one season in the game and it'll be like retirements, LeBron James. And it's like, what the hell? Like he doesn't even seem like he's close to retiring in real life. Yeah. But in the game, they they will they will uh pull that trigger very quickly. So it works differently. But as far as the topic that got us all into this conversation, uh, uh yes, I'm I'm like everyone else. I'm a little bit confused of why we uh acquired Dennis Schroeder. But extra, extra small ball, a small ball. That's what we're all about. Extra, extra small. You can't find it in the store. You can't buy it online, but you can find it at the formerly known as Staples Center in Los Angeles. Crypto.com arena. Pretty sure I'm not calling it that. I still have not called it that. I will continue to call it the, the formerly known as Staples Center. Or the little form, form 2.0. The little form, that's fair. <laughs> they they acquired Dennis Schroeder because they still don't know what they're doing. Like, it's still an inept franchise, SV3. It's been inept. The only reason they got a title is because LeBron James decided to make Space Jam and wanted to come to Los Angeles. It was inept beforehand. And because they're Los Angeles, they lucked out and they got LeBron James and then LeBron used his influence to get Anthony Davis and continues to influence things. And LeBron ain't a good GM. You, mi- you mix LeBron's GMness with everything they did beforehand, and you were seeing the results of that. They got Schroeder because he played well in like Euro basketball, and they're like, Dennis Schroeder still has some game left. Yeah, I no, mean, he, to be I'm honest, sure he- we we really we really like Dennis Schroeder. Remember, we offered him the four year deal. He's the one that turned us down. That. He did. He turned and us what down. What happened to his career after that? <laughs> what happened to his career after that's that? Not, that's not our fault. Don't blame us. That's his, it's that's not, his choice. But it goes to show that he's just, he's not that great anymore. He's playing great in Europe against a bunch of scrub players. Like, cool. Where he gets to be, like, the lead guy and everything. He's not the lead guy, but he, he still thinks he is. He doesn't defend. He's mini Westbrook. Congratulations. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You got Westbrook and you got mini Westbrook. This is gonna work they, out. Great. Didn't they not get along when they were on OKC? No, no, they, they, I think along? they were fine. They, they, okay. yeah, they they played one season in OKC together, and from what I know, they were fine. Schroeder was Schroeder was good off the bench that year. He he filled his role perfectly, but yeah, I always thought Schroeder should have came off the bench for us. I was like, why are he? Why is he starting? Rondo should be starting, and Schroeder come off the bench. Schroeder is a ideal six man to have on any team 
Uh, I he think is. I think he still he still has enough to be a viable you know bench player for us. But when you have two other point guards and those two other point guards are, yeah, they are who they are. They are Russell Westbrook and they are Patrick Beverly. I, I getting Dennis Schroeder doesn't doesn't build a bunch of excitement. But I am still optimistic. I still, spoiler alert, we'll have the Lakers in the playoffs or in the play in for next season in the play-in you're going real big within the play-in this team has lebron james in the play-in this team has lebron james like yeah they'll make the play-in i hope so i hope they make the play-in i mean granted they didn't last year you have lebron james and anthony davis how do you think legitimate how do you think this is going to work because we it's a three-guard lineup now they're gonna play i i assume they'll probably play a little bit at the same time, um, I think Westbrook, there's talk of Westbrook coming off the bench and like Beverly starting, which good luck with that. Uh, that's and that's not to say like that's the wrong move necessarily, but from a a uh, personality perspective, good luck with that. And then does, does Westbrook start and Beverly starts at the two? But where does that put Austin Reeves, who's like actually good and needs to probably be in that spot somewhere? Austin Reeves can be our two. I would I would play Austin Reeves. Okay, two. then LeBron at the three. Yeah. And then Davis at the four. Who's the starting center for that team? I, I don't even think Davis. I think Davis is playing the five this season. No, he no, they got what's his name from the Knicks, didn't they? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh Bryant, didn't we? Yeah, Thomas Bryant. Thomas yeah. Bryant. Yeah, he. I assume he's starting at the the five. Is Austin Reeves coming off the bench? Are you having Beverly and no, Schroeder? Bever- off Beverly the bench? and Schroeder are coming off the bench. Mm, sure. Good luck with this. Good. Good. Legitimate. Good hey, luck with. We this. are making the playoffs. We are making the playoffs. That's all that matters. I, I've heard they are. I've heard they're making, making the playoffs. The playoffs. I, I've you heard, heard it from me. Good. That's what I'm saying. You heard it here first. <laughs> the Lakers are making the playoffs. I, I'm the one that broke the news that Anthony Davis is going to be a top five MVP oh, candidate. Yep. Then er, all the all the reports started coming. Y'all y'all acted all surprised. All the reports started coming out. Oh, LeBron says the offense is going to run through Anthony Davis. Oh, Anthony Davis is it. They was like they was like, oh my god, this is this is surprising. No, you should have been watching FMC. I'm trying to tell you things. True, you shouldn't be watching this show. Oh, I, man. I'm like I'm I'm an inside source. I got inside sources for the Los Angeles Lakers. I got inside <laughs> sources for the Brooklyn Nets. I'm 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 getting out there. I'm getting out there. Matt Matt says, uh Lakers need to call up Utah, try to get two of Clarkson, Conley, Bogdanovich. So apparently they they have. I I read the the athletic reported it. Like apparently they've tried to make some type of deal with Utah. They they've also tried to make some type of deal with Indiana to get Miles Turner and uh Buddy Heald. The Utah deal was like Clarkson or Conley and Bogdanovich was the the framework of that deal. But according to the report, like they, they don't want to relinquish this first round pick. Like that's the holdup is they refuse to relinquish the first round pick. And they're kind of, 
they're set on just being like, well, we have Westbrook for this season. After this season, his his contract comes off the books. They would rather just try to ride it out with Westbrook this season than take on more money long-term, unless it's a move that they feel turns them into a championship team. And I guess they don't think Clarkson and Bogdanovich turns them into a championship team over Westbrook or heel guarantee. I, I, I guarantee. I, I don't think there are no guarantees are. period though. No, in a the, championship no there, are, there are no guarantees, but I like the, I like the Indiana trade a little bit more because I, then Anthony Davis can play the four with miles Turner, miles Turner uh, stretches, stretches the floor for them. And so does buddy heel. So I feel like the, the superior of the two trade is Indiana. So if we're going to give up that first round pick, I would only do it for the Indiana trade. I wouldn't do it for the Utah trade. I think the Indiana trades actually like good. Yeah. You're getting healed. Who is your two guard? He can come off the bench, but regardless, like he scores and he shoots from three as well. He spaces the floor very nicely. And Turner can space the floor a little bit too. Like he's got a little bit of an outside shot. And defensively, he's still good. He, he still impacts the game. He's definitely not Dwight Howard or DeAndre Jordan out there who are anchors, like not anchors in a good way of communicating and whatnot, like just anchors in that they couldn't fucking move. Um, I like the Indiana trade. I'd probably give up the first round pick for it because no offense to, to LeBron, who seems like he's going to play forever, but you've really got to like maximize this window. And I don't think this Westbrook year is going anywhere. I, they can talk about they're on the same page. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm not buying any of that nonsense. I just seen it too often to, to think that this is actually going to be a thing. But yeah, I like the, I like the heel trade. It seems like they're just kind of punting on the this year a little bit. And whereas if you get healed, then you have a little bit more of a, of a championship. The, the window opens a little bit more, at least for this season. Long term, even maybe you make it work down the line. But their banking is almost, let's see how it goes this season. Maybe we do something. Maybe it all works out. If it doesn't, clean cap sheet. And this offseason, we sign another star because it's a clean sheet and they'll have max money. Like who's a free agency in twenty twenty? That's that. I think that's what they're they're thinking is that they don't want to you know trade Westbrook, who has you know forty seven million dollars on their book, and they will have uh, you know an opportunity to get a max player with the guarantee now since LeBron signed it his his extension that you have LeBron and AD along with whoever you sign. I think that's the more tantalizing thing than to try to get a trade to win this year. I feel like the Lakers have decided that let's let's give it one more go with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it didn't work last last season, but let's try to get different pieces that we think can work around him or different replacements. They're doing a shitty job have, getting different if, pieces if that we, can work around them. No, no, I, I think the fact that they. I think the fact that they got two point guards tells me that they are they are contemplating the decision to basically just sit out Westbrook for the year. Because if you're getting two point guards and you already have a point guard and it didn't work out too well with that point guard, it sounds like they are about to punt freaking Westbrook's season more than punting this season themselves. I mean, that's honestly a good point. I, I don't think they're sitting Westbrook the entire year. There's no way they're sitting him the entire year. I can see it. 
I can see it. I could either see that or I could see Westbrook pulling a Ben Simmons. Nah, Westbrook ain't sick. No way. I think he will. No way. Russell he will. Westbrook he is. will. He would. He would in February to try to force a hand to trade him for the trade deadline. If he's not getting playing time. Maybe. Maybe. I don't. I mean, if he's not getting playing time, sure. But. I don't think you could just outright sit Russell Westbrook. Like, I think he'll accept a buyout or something over that. Westbrook wants the, like, he wants the ball. Like, that's, that's what Jimmy wanted. It. Like, he wants the hoop. And, you know, that can be a detriment a little bit, especially with the way his game is played. But he wants the hoop. I, he's got his money. If he can work towards a buyout to go to a team that can, that'll allow him to play a little bit more. Maybe, I don't know if the Lakers are interested in doing any type of a buyout. Maybe they think they're better off trading him. Westbrook ain't sitting, though. If it comes to a clash where it's just like there's no other option, then sure, maybe. But, like, to start the season, that ain't happening. That's not happening at all. No, no, I never I never said to start the season. I'm saying that we're going to get to the point where where they are where they are con- they I think right now they are already contemplating the the fact that they may have to or may have to force his hand to make him sit out for for the season for the betterment of the team because I don't think him on the team you know makes this team any better. So, yeah. Had a new jump shot SP3. Did you see the videos of his great new jump shot? Oh, I'm I'm so excited to see it, but I have not saw it yet. Oh, it's a, it's a it's like clockwork. It's it's like um years ago when Carmelo was in the gym, hoodie mellow up oh, mellow in the gym. He's cooking. He, why how's this man not on a team? He's out here hitting these wide open jumpers in the gym. Like how how has nobody signed him every single offseason? I swear dating back to his OKC days of like, oh, what Russ has changed his jump shot. Oh, Russ is working. He's cooking in this open gym, hitting all these shots. Look at him shoot from three. All these NBA players can hit from three in an open gym when they they have fresh legs, nobody guarding them, nothing like that. All these, they're NBA players. They're really good shooters. Like, this is what they do. But then you actually throw a game into them and that's when it becomes, they turn into who they are. Russ, he can have a different form on his jumper in an open gym in the offseason. Once the season starts, that jumper is going to look the exact same. I promise yeah. everybody. I do not buy into these offseason videos of jumpers change. Remember when James Harden shooting these like one-legged step backs and shit, and people are like, oh, James Harden changing the game, changing the game with a one-legged step back. Like No one's going to be able to defend this. He used that move maybe like twice in a preseason game. And people were like, this is the dumbest shit ever. This is never working in a game. And it didn't work in a game. And he never did it again because it's dumb. It's absolutely dumb to, to think, to put any stock into what these guys are doing in an open gym with nobody around them. Yeah, they're working on different stuff. But then when they try to use it in the game, especially guys who have been there forever, like they, they're just, they, they're going to change shit. They're not going to, especially something like a jump shot like that. They ain't changing the way they're shooting their jumper. They ain't changing the one legged and doing this, this kind of stuff. Like they're not changing that stuff after years of getting it down to one form. And this is why Allen Iverson did not put any credence into practice. We talking about practice 
No, we ain't talking about no practice. Not the game. The game I leave my heart and soul out on the court for. We talking about practice. And I just looked at the uh, free agency tracker. It's not much here uh, for next. Kyrie. Next that's season. who they it's want. A, they want Kyrie. Yeah, that that that's who I. That's, that's immediately it. who I thought. I was like, I saw Kyrie. I was like, well, there, there you go. That's probably who who the Lakers are gonna gonna side. Uh, after they, they get rid of rid of Westbrook, they was like, we don't have to trade him and trade our draft picks. Might as well just let Westbrook go, and then we can side Kyrie. And that's who I imagine they're going to go after. Is they're going to go Kyrie, after Kyrie about to have a career year this year? I'm really, Brooklyn Nets versus Los Angeles Lakers in the finals. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody I'm sure is just going to keep predicting. Nets and Lakers. Kevin Durant, he's there. Ben Simmons is going to be healthy and transform the game. Sure. Sure. Anything else? In ben the Simmons. <laughs> let's go. Ben ben Simmons. Sim- let's see Ben Simmons in the gym. Is he in the gym? Let's see his, his open gym jumpers. Let's see that. Yeah. People were talking about that last year. Like after the Nets signed him, there were those stories of like he looks like Jordan in the gym. I'm sure he does look like Jordan in the gym. Jordan, when the ball gets tipped off when the whistle blows, anything but Jordan. Stupid gym stories. <laughs> Absolutely nonsense. Oh, Absolutely we, nonsense. We know the, the, the best way to get under Jeremy's skin is just being like, yo, Jeremy, you seen my jumper in the gym? <laughs> my jumper in the gym looks halfway decent. In a game, not so much. <laughs> He's the it's floater. Okay. The flow the floaters where, where my game is. I, I Steve Nash. I mean, I can't I don't have a jump shot like Steve Nash, but my float game isn't too terrible. I got a better float game than Russell Westbrook. I can teach him a thing or two. There That's another one. That's another one. Russell Westbrook, and this was years, years ago when Cameron Payne was first signed or first drafted by the Thunder. That's how long ago this was. Campaign's been in the league like a decade now, somehow. Um but this was years ago when Westbrook like campaign was there and campaign like had, had a decent floater game. And so like in the off season, there was these videos and even in the preseason and don't put, this is why you don't put stock in preseason either. Like Westbrook was using like a floater and like, it looked a little ugly, but like he made a couple and it was like, Oh shit. Game is a game changed. Russell Westbrook with a floater over game has changed. Never used that shit in game. I don't think he's used it since used it in the off season in the gym that one time. And then in a couple preseason games, and then just never went to it again. These guys don't, especially Russell Westbrook, don't put stock in the stuff he's doing. Just, just don't. Some guys actually do a little like the stuff they do in the gym. LeBron certainly, but Westbrook, yes. Steph, Steph, cops Kobe. are coming after you for your terrible Los a- Angeles. Absolutely, Lakers. no, that's for you. That's for you and talking, talking trash out here in these streets. Um, my favorite. My favorite, my favorite person for the floater is Tony Parker. Tony Parker yeah. had the greatest. Yeah, good float game. Very good float game. SP three, you're not a football fan, unfortunately. I am, but I don't really care about football this season because my team is awful, and I know they're awful, and I find them comically awful. Like it's good with no expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you come in with expectations, like oh, the team's gonna be good. Bengals fans. I, I, I sympathize with Bengals fans right now because they were in the Super Bowl last season. 
Sean Ross Sapp is talking all this shit on Twitter of like Joe Burrow is going to have 18 million passing yards. They improve the offensive line. Everything's going to be great. This is what happens when you make the Super Bowl and you have expectations. Now everybody thinks you're just going to be good again next season. The Bengals are 0-2. Maybe they turned around. I don't know. But 0-2 yeah. is a tough start. The The Panthers came in this season, no expectations. They were, la- they were last last year in the division. They were like the fifth worst team in the league or some shit. And then they get Baker Mayfield. And I thought Baker Mayfield got a bad rap for his last season in Cleveland. I thought he was better than people gave him credit for. But I didn't think like, oh, Baker Mayfield is going to take him to the playoffs. So I, I definitely didn't think that at all. So I entered this season like, they're still going to be a bottom 10 team. They're still going to be, they don't have a lottery in the NFL, but they're still going to have a top 10 draft pick. They're not good. I don't know why anybody thinks they're going to be good. And I don't think many people thought they were going to be good either. But as a fan, I had no optimism. There was no reason to have optimism. So when they lose these games, I just find it funny. It's just funny the way they end up losing these games. And they didn't even have like the worst losses this past week. Like the, the Browns, God bless the Browns. They blew a, a 14 point lead in the final minute and a half. To the Jets. To the damn Jets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that man. That made it worse. Yeah, that, that was just awful. Like the Browns blew a big lead. A bunch of teams just blew blew big leads. Uh, the Ravens blew a big lead. A, bunch, a couple teams just blew big leads yesterday. The, the Panthers didn't blow a big lead. It's just an incompetent team. Like, <laughs> and, and Matt, Matt says, Matt Rule, next coach in Nebraska. I hope so. Like, I don't know how he has a job. I imagine he'll have a job through at least four games. I think they give him this week. They play the Saints this week. I don't think the Saints are very good, but the Browns aren't very good, especially with their backup quarterback. The Giants supposedly aren't good, but they're 2-0. and And, you know, I don't know if it's a yeah. fraud 2-0 start, but they're at least 2-0. and <laughs> But on paper, the Giants aren't supposed to be good. The Saints, no. not very, not a very good team. The Panthers are awful, though. The offense is awful. It's just, it's bland football, too. It'd be cool if, like, if you get, like, in a 40-35 game, like, that's fun, at least. Yeah. Then you at least get some offense, you get some cool plays, you get some highlight moments and stuff. They just lose, like, 21-17, just, like, close games where the offense just goes three and out instead of puts together a drive, or the defense gives up a long game-winning field goal. But the it's not even, like, exciting to watch. It's just a game that happens, and then you just move on with your life. There's no excitement around the team. Like they got Christian, they make Christian McCaffrey boring. Like that's how good this coaching staff is. They made Christian McCaffrey boring. This is like the most exciting player in the league a couple years ago. People thought he was an MVP candidate, and he was a few years ago because he was doing everything for this team. Now I know injuries have plagued him the past couple of years, but they've just made him boring. Baker Mayfield, at least he was exciting, just throwing it around, gunslinging. He would throw some interceptions. That wasn't good. But fuck it. This team ain't going anywhere. Let him go play some backyard football and run around and toss up a bunch of trash. Like, I'm fine with that. At least you'd be now just Baker, sit in the pocket, eh, a little dump off here, a little dink and doink there. Just bland, boring-ass football. It's, it's not fun to watch. It is comical to like in hindsight look back on because I don't pay attention to it. I don't put much stock in it. I, I just I keep up with it a little bit. I watch what I watch, but it, it is what it is. Like I watched it yesterday. We went to I went to Chuck E. Cheese for my birthday. And I had the phone on the I was playing the SpongeBob coin dozer game. 
and I had the phone on the people that have seen the picture on uh, the fiance's Twitter. I retweeted it. I had the phone on the coin dozer and I'm like, I got the game on. I'm not paying attention to this game. I'm paying attention to the coin dozer because I'm trying to win some cards, but I'm not paying attention. And then the fiance was kind enough to drive home so I could watch the game on my phone. I'm like, I'm, I'm not cheering for big plays. I'm not upset at, at bad plays or anything. I'm just like watching and it's almost just a numb feeling of like, all right, that happened. They lost. And the kids were like, hey, Jeremy, like, oh, are you watching the game? Like, did your team win? I was like, no, they lost. Like, it's fine. It's better that they lose. They asked me, like, how the game's going. I was like, it's going good. They lost. Our coach will hopefully be fired. Like, the whole team will just be, just uh, regulate the team. They need it like it is in the Premier League. Just fucking regulate them. Send them to the NCAA. Send them to the XFL. Maybe then. They'll, they'll turn things around if there's something at stake of losing. It's just a bad team. It's a bad football team. And Matt Rule sucks. That's my final point. Matt Rule, awful head coach, worst head coach in the league. I don't understand how he's still employed. I never wish for anybody to, to be fired or anything like that. But he should just go elsewhere. Just go elsewhere. You don't have to get fired. You're going to make your money. He's got like a five-year deal. They gave him a ton of money. They, for some reason, gave him roster control which is insane to me to give a first year head coach who's never done anything in the league some type of roster control ownership is terrible coaching is terrible the players don't care to play most of the players aren't all that great it's a comical franchise it's a clown franchise it's there that's all it is what a good good job Jesus Christ, what a burial. I can't say anything good about them because they, they're horrible. Of your own team, though. Have some pride. Have some pride. No, absolutely Have not. Pride. I'm not going to lie. Say, say that, you know, there's always next year. I always learned that from, from uh, Knicks fans. That was their motto. There's always that's next what, year. That's what the fiance, she's a Browns fan. That's what she tries to tell me. It's like, yeah, there, there's always, there is always next year. But always next year. I'm talking about right now. There's always, always next year. There's always five years from now. There's always 10 years from now. We're talking about the now. And in the now, this team sucks. And next year, they're probably going to suck too. I'm not going to blindly hope about next year when the team is awful right now. Because there's no plan. There's no plan. At least with the Thunder. I can tell you that the Thunder are not a very good basketball team. But there's a plan there. There's a plan that like they have a star. They play like a halfway decent brand of basketball. They have a coach who was brought in to develop. He wasn't brought in to win. He was brought in to develop. These coaches are brought in to win and develop. Again, the worst, the worst is Matt Rule sits up there at this press conference yesterday. He's like, we just got to get over the hump. We got to push through. I got to find a way to get over the hump. We don't need to change anything. We don't, we don't have to change anything. We just got to push through and get over the hump. No, motherfucker, maybe you should change something. Like, because clearly you're pushing through, push on through to the other side. You ain't getting to the other side. There's something in the way preventing it. And get over the hump, SP3. Get over the hump is winning a football game. Winning a fucking game. I heard for years with the abs, three straight, three straight second round exits. Everyone was just like, we just got to get over the hump. All right, get get over over the hump, get out of the second round. At least we're making the playoffs. At least our regular season's going great. We're the best team in the league in the regular season. 
we have the players in place. Because that was the knock on Jared Bednar, the coach. It's like, can he get this team over the hump? You know what Jared Bednar did? He changed shit. He said, you know what? This is working, but what if we tinker here? What if in the playoffs we try to do this? He went to Joe Sackick, or Jared Bednar didn't have roster control. Joe Sackick, the general manager, saw like, maybe we should change some stuff. Maybe we're having good regular seasons, and maybe we could just like push through. But what if I helped us push through by changing stuff? And what they do? They got out of the second round. They made the they made the finals. They won the finals because they didn't just say let's stick with what's working, even though it's not working at all. And again, they were a good regular season team. They made it to the second round. This team ain't done shit. They've lost nine straight games, which is the longest losing streak in the league, dating back to last season. They started off three and zero last year and then won two games the rest of the season. It's an awful, awful team, and they're. The, the motto, the principle, the philosophy of Matt Rule is just push through, guys, and maybe we'll win. Win one game. Not maybe we'll make the playoffs. Not maybe we'll, you know, make the, the conference finals, the, the conference championship game. Not we've been to two or three straight. This ain't Andy Reid. We've been to like three straight conference championships. We just got to get over the hump and, and make it to the Super Bowl. This ain't, it's not that. It's just win a game and then what happens just because you win one game it's like well we've broken through now we're gonna win all these games no probably not you're still gonna lose games because you suck jeremy jeremy you can't win two straight without winning the first one you can't win one that's what they can't win one but that's what you think you just think about one game it's all about one game and you put all your might into that and then you think about two games and you can think about three games, but all he's thinking about is that one win. He's gonna he's gonna tell the team next week, keep on keeping on. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pull out all the coaching and sports cliches that will push them to that one one elusive win. He sucks. He's awful. He's a terrible head coach. He should be should don't wish for anybody to be fired. I've never wished for anybody to lose their job. I do wish that he would just take another job and go elsewhere. Just go. So I don't know how that's going to happen. He should probably like, go back to college. He's like calling around like, does anybody have a better job so we can call Matt Rule? And He'll be what job? college coaches, college teams, I'm sure want him because he did well in college. Some guys are just built for college. Some guys are not yeah. built for the pros. It, Matt Rule, not built for the pros as an NFL coach, I never trust college coaches who come from like they did well at college and then they jump right into the league as a head coach. It very rarely seems to work out. Urban Meyer, one of the great college coaches of all time, flamed out completely as a head coach in the NFL because it's different. You're not dealing with kids. You're dealing with grown men at this point. And there's no recruiting advantage of, okay, let's go to this person's house and talk to them and try to get them to sign with us. No. There's none of that. So that's why I just don't trust these college coaches. I, I'd much rather have somebody who has coordinator experience. Like, give me a guy who, if you go from college to a coordinator and then to the pros, great. Maybe then to the head coach, like, great. Then maybe that works out. But just going from college head coach to NFL head coach very rarely seems like it works out. Give me a guy who has coordinator experience in the NFL because they've been around. They've been around yeah. the league. 
they're skipping they're skipping a couple of steps of the process like becoming a coordinator gets them you know uh kind of into and established into the league they get to see come some of the team's other sets whether it's on offense or defense regardless of you know what type of coordinator they are so it's the logical next step in their progression as a football coach so i think that's why that works better than immediately going from position let's say it's position C on, on the ranking. And then you're going all the way up to X with with the NFL NFL coach. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Awful franchise, awful team, completely fucking awful. It's clown organization. That's what they are. Just a clown show organization. Anyway, football, everybody. That's our football talk. Yeah. It's just me ranting about the Panthers. It's the same rant every week. It's basically like our NHL talks where you complain or complain about your team for five minutes. And I just add the color. I just add color, color commentary. I complain about the team because I don't want to talk myself into expecting when it comes to hockey. Mm. I like in my head, I actually know the (laughs) team is good. And they have a direction and they have a purpose. I mean, they won the fucking cup. But I don't like to I like to complain because I don't want to set my expectations too high. These complaints are the team is actually awful. It's an actually awful team. It's Not different, different, different levels of it in in different ways. Also, your your fantasy team is 0-2. Congratulations. No, come on. I still got Josh Allen to play. Uh, okay, let me let me. Yeah, uh, come on. I, still got I, I, I just I just really quick gl- glanced at the uh, at the matchups for this. I mean, week, he, and needs, I was like, oh, he needs Jeremy's like a losing. Well, he needs a huge game, but I do. In fairness, yeah, I do have Josh Allen to play. I mean, he needs like thirty-five points, but oh, okay, so, so yeah, that's yeah, probably not and, gonna happen. Uh, and this person, this person has no one else left to play. So yeah. So I oh, I, I still have you're versus still, Tempest this week. Well, whatever. I didn't set my lineup again. Just whoever played last week played this week. I'm never gonna set my lineup. It's that that messed me up though, not setting my lineup because my kicker was out. I had the kicker oh. for uh Kansas City and he was out. Well, so that messed sorry. me up. So I'm down by like four points and my opponent, I think it's uh Ben Ben Raven. Uh he has two players left in the Monday night games, and I have one player left. So I'm probably losing. We we gotta get. Um, I just assume I'm gonna lose all these games, and when I do, I do too. I assume you're gonna lose all these games. Yeah, I'm gonna blame Jared Bailey, who told me I had the first pick, and I ended up with the last pick. It completely changed my strategy. This was this was unfair. This was rigged from the start of how the how this happened. Completely rigged from the start. Poor Jeremy, and he's being worked against. He's being worked against. It's kind of like me on pillar to post. So karma, karma is a, is a, is a, it's tough. It's tough on these streets, man. Better be careful who you Nonsense. screw over in games because you might be the one getting screwed over next. Nonsense. Now, I find this team's not good. I should just trade everybody. Hey, SP3, you want me to just trade everybody to you? We'll just load Sure, I'll team. take everybody you have. Who okay. do you have? <laughs> I mean, not good players, clearly, because we keep losing. Josh oh, yeah, Allen. Josh good. Allen. Yeah. 
Aaron Jones played well last night. Green Bay yeah. remembered how to run the ball, so that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got him. Um, the Bears suck because they don't know how to run the ball. They should. Portland they Sutton should. is not that bad. I mean, I guess. He's not that great either because they won't let Russ cook, I guess. At least I'll have good waiver priority, so I'll just uh, deal all these guys and get, get people on waivers maybe. I don't know. What a great team. I there was preparing go. to have That's the first good. overall pick. That was my entire strategy. And then I get the last. Your entire pick. strategy was where you picked? That's how, yes. That's how people prepare for these drafts, SB3. You prepare based on where you think you're picking. Hmm. Hmm. What? Not really. I didn't do that. When my strategy is okay, I have the first overall pick, and this is how I'm going to plan out my draft. And then all of a sudden, I get the last pick. It's not like I went from first to like third. Okay, maybe I got to tweak a couple things. We went first hey, to last. I, hey, look, in a twelve, I had a league. big change too. I went from fifth to second. Wow, how's that a big change? You got a better pick. First to last is a completely flipped on me. It was absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I was screwed over from the start, and there's no wonder I'm I'm doing bad. Because I had to change everything about my draft. And I didn't have a good draft because my mindset was completely thrown off. It's bullshit. You and your excuses. You always got these excuses. It's okay. It's okay, Jeremy. Not an excuse. It's look, facts. look at the bright side. Look at the bright side. What we're going to talk about next is the Challenge USA. And Jeremy's a winner. He's a right. winner. And You're Kiki, winner, we go for the Sizzler. We go. We go into Sizzler. Me and Kiki. That 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 Kiki, finale. You love me. Writing. <laughs> that finale. That 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 finale. You messaged probably like Thursday. I think. Like right I guess you at, right after it. I watched it. Literally yeah. right after I watched it. And my missus is like, why are you typing on your phone so sinisterly? I was like, you, you don't understand what I just had to watch. I have to type to somebody right now. Yeah, you were just like, that was the worst finale ever. And I'm thinking, I didn't even know how to like think about that. Like, okay, does this mean like the challenge wasn't good? Does this mean, because we have our fantasy draft, does this mean, oh, he lost in the fantasy draft? I didn't think you would meet it in that way because i know you you're not going to spoil it for us but I, that's one way to interpret your message i didn't know like fully how to interpret it and then i watched it this morning and i see what you meant and i see why they didn't split this up over two episodes because usually these finales they're like oh let's let it's two episodes because they did a challenge they did a daily they did an elimination and the entire finale for this episode and they would never do that usually they would do the daily the and the elimination that's one episode and then they would do the first half of the finale and then the second half of the finale they would have gotten three episodes out of the episode they aired last week and instead they packed it all into one and we see why because everyone quit everyone quit in this finale sb3 the only people who didn't quit were Danny, who I had, my only male, who I had, and Sarah, who you had, who thought she got last because she was so far behind 
but was up there and that was it. She won because she was like, oh, I'm because, here. Everybody because she didn't say the words, I quit. That's the yeah. only reason she yeah. won. They probably she told her. Going. They probably told her when everybody else quit because she was like sitting under a bush at like the first station. So they probably told her like, yo, if you just keep going, you probably can make some money. Like, I don't know if they told her you you would win, but I think they told her, like, you haven't quit yet, so you should keep going so you can make some money because there is a chance you can make some money. They had to tell her that. I'm pretty sure the producers did. I, I would assume so. Like, they had to say something to somebody, so they had, like, a female victor. Like, I, I don't think they wanted to just give it to... Give all the money to Danny. Maybe they did, but I think they wanted to have some type of female victor. Angela got screwed because she tried to do what? No. No, she got screwed. She tried to do strategy. She got punished. <laughs> strategy. For being strategical. Stra- stra- strategical. Get yeah. the hell out of here. She quit. She literally no. said the words, I quit. She no, literally she said, said that. She said, yeah, she quit that challenge. She said, I'm done with this one. I'm just going to get a good night's rest. It's better on me than trying to do this all night. Nope. She tried to be strategical. 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 Yes. I, 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 I feel like I'm getting punished for my strategy. She was. You should have done the work. Do the work. That's what Cody Rhodes I mean, I, says. Great, great liberator of, Af- of, of African-American performers. He said, do the work. You do the work. She's been lazy. She proved Sarah right. And you know, I've been, I've been ragging on Sarah for yeah. the last couple of weeks because she's been probably the worst character of this entire season in the last couple of weeks. But Sarah was proven right when Sarah said that Angela has been leaning on her partners uh, throughout this season. She needs to prove herself. Of course, yeah, Angela did win on her own a few times after that. But when it came down to it, when it came down to the final hour and she had to, you know, do the, the back and forth on her own and didn't have a partner to rely on, she quit. She quit. I don't think she got screwed. I think she quit. She did because she tried to go with strategy and she even said it of it's better for me instead of wasting my energy. I here's share. Share, I know you didn't watch a single second. Your your quality sucks. Uh yeah, sorry. Right? I'm <laughs> I know you didn't watch a single second of this challenge. You lost. <laughs> You you of lost. course I did. SB three won for the females, and I won for the males. The share got the penis. Uh, yes, necklace. Share has okay. to wear the penis necklace now. Share definitely gets the penis. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you set me up for it. Um, I thought I had to buy penis trophies for you guys. So we're doing. That's fair. We'll wear, I, we'll wear. I'll wear a penis necklace if it's a trophy. Penis trophy. I thought. I thought the loser. Uh, I mean, I'll wear a penis. penis I'll wear a penis okay. necklace. That's fine. I just thought I was supposed to be buying penis trophies for you two as like the winners. However you want to do it, you got to buy dick. That's basically what we're saying here, Sherry. You just got to purchase dick. Fantastic. 
If you if this you light buy is it, pissing me off. If you want to <laughs> buy a penis necklace for yourself, or if you want to buy us penis trophies, whichever one, surprise us, surprise us. Okay. We'll Will see you do. in a couple of weeks. We'll we'll both we'll all be at the same place in a couple of weeks. So surprise SVG, us. You'll be at the wedding. I, I've RSVP'd. I just have to work out the details. Fantastic, got- because then I can present you two with penis trophies <laughs> at the wedding. This is gonna go over super well <laughs> with all, with all <laughs> my new stuff, By the way. I, I need well. the DJ, the DJ to play, to play some like tr- a trophy music, like uh, yeah. presenting music. I had to play the some freaking, dick music. The Emmys, the music they play at the Emmys when people presenting these <laughs> giant penises. I'm gonna do the penis around our necks, and then give us the microphone to do it. Oh, I'm getting speech. text. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. The you're getting text. I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do the acceptance speech Cheryl, Cheryl Lee Ralph did on the MBs. I yeah. am an endangered species. Are the text saying absolutely no penises at the wedding? Uh, the text says, "Um, listen," and then I responded with, "Yo, everyone loves the acclaimed." Uh, and then she said, you could not do this to my mother. <laughs> Which is true. I can't. Okay. I'll present them the night before then. Okay. All right. We, we can do, we can do the night before. Yeah. My parent, my parents will be there. My parent, my mom will love it. She, she is so excited. I don't, she doesn't care that I'm getting married. She's just so excited to meet Sean and share. That's it. And she's like, ah, wedding, who cares? She's like, Sean and Cher, just can't wait to meet them. Sean, he's done so much. He's so nice. You're always so mean to him. And Cher, she's always on the shows being so kind. She's just excited to meet all the people that I chat with. SV3, she did ask if you were going to be there. And this was a couple days ago. I was like, I don't know. Now I can confirm that that you'll be there and she can meet you as well. She's so excited to just meet all my friends. I, I think she's like a little bit. Uh, happy that I'm getting married, but she's more just excited to meet all of my friends. She's like, but oh, you to actually be have f- friends. To be this fair, you guys are like basically already married. Uh, true. Yes. True. She's putting these rings and true. signing papers. I guess that's how it works. Yeah. She said, the fiance, the fiance says we can have the penis awards the night before. So, yeah, yes. penis awards. It's going to be like, before. I'm going to make it like the Dundee Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Caden is here. I don't. I don't want to keep Caden just like in the background. Hello, Caden. Why not? You can with us. I don't know. Hi, Caden. Hi, Caden. Hi. Did you have a good time this weekend? No. No. Caden's had a rough weekend. weekend. Be nice to him. Give send him a hug. Virtual hug. Caden messaged me yesterday and was like, "Who did Sean get in a fight with?" And I said, <laughs> "Nobody," because <laughs> I didn't know that he had posted it. Like that he was got in another one and i'm like oh my god yeah my children running around in the background yes always got to be a child around yeah that's what i said i was like why are you doing this with a child in the background sean (laughs) you know he wasn't gonna fight you with the child there it was never gonna happen nonsense to be fair sean fought my children all weekend i believe that we went to eat saturday night and we ate outside and there was a railing, and he kept throwing them over the railing into the parking lot and telling them they were eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that rules. Is he gonna fight them at the wedding? Probably. There's gonna be children around to fight. Well, I, yes. I'll I'll team with him and fight. I mean, my fight. children will be there. Yeah. Can we can do like a a giant handicap match with all the kids? Me and Sean against just all of them. Yeah. I'm rooting for the kids. <laughs> they got a lot of energy and stuff, but I toss them around yes. all the time. They love it. They love like they. They're always like power bomb me, power bomb me. I'm like, all right. This to be fair, yesterday we were standing in that room waiting for Danhausen to come back in so he could fill that film that stupid bit. And he was like, I have a question. Like super serious. And I'm like, okay, Sean, what's your question? And he said, How many kids do you think you could fight before you got tired? Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> question. And I'm like, Okay, like what age? Like minor five and eight. And he was like, just between like those ages, five to eight year olds. He said, I think I could do a hundred before I got tired. <laughs> no, here's There's a what lot you of do. kicks to the head. Like here's what you do. You you position yourself with an en- with a one point entry, so a bathroom stall, and you just kick. You kick, yeah. you kick, you kick, and you can probably do about eight hundred. Oh no. Hey. He's elderly. Like, you don't realize how old he is. He's he's old. And to be like, fair, you're not, you're he not fought my kids. In. He fought my kids for two days, and they never got tired. Like <laughs> kids that age don't get tired. Yeah, but but he's like he's play fighting. Like if you like actually fighting them, and you're like kicking, them, they are very he's not actually kicking them in the head. Yeah, you gotta like actually <laughs> kick them. Like, no, I play fight with the kids here, and like they don't get tired. They really don't. Like we'll wrestle around, and I'm like exhausted at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. But if I was actually fighting them, this is this this conversation is going to go over very well here in a second once it hits the fiance's feet. But if I'm like actually fighting them and like punching and kicking them, I could take them out very quickly. I don't know. My kids go for the nuts. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. That's a smart point. smart kids. They do. They wear do every time. Yeah, work up. I don't think I don't think the the kid the, our kids would, would go go for the the groinal area. Yes, yeah, they might if they do. One is one gave me a concussion. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, jumped into me. It's like headbutted me. The youngest Just one. Headbutted me. Yeah, yeah. I knew. I knew it. Knew it had to be her. It's <laughs> like catch me. She's like she's she's running and it's like catch me. And so, and then she just runs and jumps and just bop, like oh, right God. into my. Reed has done dress. that. Reed has done that so many times, like bruised my chin or busted my lip open. I can't even tell you how many times. Yeah, Saturday we her. jumped at it. Yeah, we jumped at a trampoline park for an hour Saturday, and then they went and fought Sean for two hours straight, and like twenty minutes at the trampoline park, and I was like. <gasps> And they're over here still fighting him two hours later. I'm like endless energy. Yeah. You don't realize how out of shape you are until you try to do stuff that you like never thought twice about as a kid. Like I'm jumping. I jumped off this giant thing into a foam pit, just getting out of the foam pit. I thought I was going to pull a muscle. Then I went on like this little kid version of a Ninja Warrior course. I was done. Done. I'm like, no. (laughs) No, we're we're so old and washed, but like I still get the energy when it comes to like fighting around with them and then playing sports because they shit talk all the time. And I oh, have too. 
like I'm I'm washed, but like if we're like we we'll play like soccer or or sometimes basketball, and like they'll just they'll shit talk, and I I still beat them, and they're still talking shit. I'm like no, we're not having, we're not having, yeah. but they still talk shit. So like you lose even if you win because they don't care. They don't. <laughs> yeah. they don't care I love that. I was, yes. I was that kid. Yes, I was that kid. Yes, even <laughs> even if I win, I lose because my kids are still talking shit, and they're like, yes. "Oh, you won, but look how tired you are. You're so right. old." And I'm like, "Okay." Right. <laughs> are they? They'll just be like, "Oh, next time, like uh, you know, we're gonna keep playing." Yeah, the, the, the fiance they don't acknowledge my wins. They don't. They're just like, "Okay, well, they don't. They don't acknowledge that I won this time, and then they just assume they're gonna beat me next time." Like, no, I'm yeah. old and I'm washing everything, but like, I'm Jordan out there. If we're gonna hoop, like, I'm gonna destroy you. <laughs> I would legitimately, like, if they, if they were like, because I know my parents did this with me, I was a very sore loser. So, like, I know my parents would like let me win a lot of times. And if they were like sore about things, I'd probably just let them win because I don't want them to feel bad. But because they just keep talking shit and everything, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna take it easy. I'm gonna dominate you. Like, this is what's this gonna is happen. This is so funny. Because I'm literally the opposite. My kids are sore losers, so I do not cut them any slack. And I'm like, life's tough. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. <laughs> like, yeah, you're I, not going to win every time. Get over it. <laughs> I'd, I'd let them win if they were, like, sore about it. Because I don't want them to be upset. I, I don't My want kids them are to upset about literally everything all the time. So what, my, what's the difference? <laughs> my little cousin is an extremely sore loser. And nobody in our family lets her lose a game except me. I won't take it easy. So I got yelled at by my aunt because I didn't let her win. And she threw a fit and started crying. And I got called a terrible person. Nope. nope. See? And that's that's how when kids become adults that they're like, why is everything not just perfect for me? Because yeah. I never lost mm -hmm. at anything ever in my life. Like, I, I don't play that game. You you suck, you lose, sorry. Practice, mm -hmm. get better next time. The only thing I have let them win at is chess because I'm teaching them how to play, so I'm trying to build their confidence playing chess. So I have let them win at that. But then they rub it in my face, like, I just fucking let you win. And they're like, oh, you suck. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they, they do that too. It's like, we'll, we'll play these like card games and whatnot. And uh, so, yeah, the, the fiance is actually like, she'll throw games and stuff. I do this as well. Like we'll play like the match game and we always like throw that and stuff. We played uh, yesterday. Sometimes when I play, play with one of them, we'll play skip bow. Uh, I don't know if you guys play the mm -hmm. skip bow, but yeah, well, with, with one of uh, the one who likes to play the skip bow, we'll, we'll kind of like work as a team. So like if she has a card, I'll let her play her card. I won't play it for her. But then when the fiance plays, uh, I'm, I'm very competitive then. So we played last night. We're playing skip bow. And she the the girl is like, oh, Jeremy, you're gonna are you going to let me play my card? And I'm like, I'm preventing. I ain't trying to let nobody win. I'm just like, nope, cold world. Like, I'm, I'm playing, playing for keeps. <laughs> I'm playing for keeps out here to win. And then, like, I was about to be done with my turn. And uh, the, the the little girl was like, oh, last time we played, like, Jeremy didn't let me have my final turn. And he just went ahead and won. Let's see if he's changed. Let's see if he's going to let me let me play this time. And I'm, like, looking at my cards. And I'm like, I know I can win. Like, what should I do here? And I'm like. I'm gonna fucking win that's what i'm gonna do like no i've not changed like i'm winning 
Not here. We're trying to we play to win the game. I ain't trying to throw she these games. She tried to Jedi mind trick you. She tried no, to I know. It's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> I'm not throwing these games. I'm trying to. Oh I'm trying to God. win these games. Get out of here with this. And I largely do it because the fiance's playing. Let's see if well. he changed. <laughs> yeah, that was that one. That one cut honestly. Like, let's see. If How old changed. is she now? Like, oh man, uh, I don't want to say ages on stream. You'll have to tell me because yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. I, I'll DM. I'm trying to think. I feel like she's in between my boys, but I can't remember. I, I I'll, I'll DM you. Uh, okay. Gosh. All right, I've sent I've sent you the DM. All right, there you go. Yeah, I I oh I okay can't, can't do it can't do it. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought okay. <laughs> it just popped up on my phone. Yeah, I um, still don't have a fingernail. What happened? In my sleep, got these acrylics put on. In my sleep, I I am literally the person now that actually fucking gets hurt in their sleep. Slid my hand. I sleep on my stomach. Slid my hand up under the pillow, and just the way that it hit the wall, it detached my acrylic and my actual nail all the way to the nail bed. So it bled everywhere, and I tried gluing it back down, and it wouldn't stay, so I had to remove all of it. So my nail is only to, like, right there. That's all of a nail that I have. Oh, I had to see it multiple times while it was working. Oh, yeah. I kept, listen, Caden, I gave you free rides. That was my payment, making you look at my disgusting <laughs> finger. Speaking of middle fingers... We're sitting at lunch yesterday, me and my kids, Sean and our friend Corey. Okay. Reed goes, <gasps> Sean just pointed his middle finger at me. And I'm like, and I look over and of course Sean's like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so then a few minutes later, we're talking and Sean just like stares at Reed. Reed is literally just sitting there looking at him going like this and did it for like two minutes just sat there flipping him off for like two minutes and i'm like please do not do that again so then he was doing it all day he just kept walking up and flipping i'm like you can't flip off anybody but sean that's the only person that you're allowed to flip off so then he kept being like hey sean loser and he, he ran up in front of ethan page and danhausen and was like sean 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 and sean was like what and he just goes and runs off <laughs> i'm like and then he went up to danhausen was like how do i put curses on people and danhausen was like you just point at them and say you're cursed and that's how you put a curse on them so then reed was putting curses on everybody so that was that was a good time he put a curse on me this morning because I told him he had to get up and go to school. <laughs> yeah, we, we ain't tell, teaching the kids about these curses and stuff. <laughs> they will 100% crazy. do the same shit. I, and I, after he asked Dan House, and I was like, this is a little terrifying because he has a mama doll. He might turn it into a fucking voodoo doll. So if like my arm falls off later, I guess I'll know what happened. He cursed you, and that's why you lost the challenge draft. Look at that. Oh my god. No, I lost the challenge because I did not know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't either. And I won. So when I'm does the winner. new when does the new Yeah, but you've watched some of those other shows, hadn't you? No, I haven't. I haven't. No, I Love Island, Love Island was on the other challenge. Yeah, Love yeah. Island was on the other challenge. Um 
when does the new regular challenge start now? October, the like the first or second week of October. They just they just came out with the trailer for it. It's uh, the challenge, rider ride or dies. Yeah, because uh, it's and a bunch they, of stupid they... pairings that are not ride or dies. Dude, <laughs> yo, when I saw that Anissa and Jordan were a team, I was like, I'm like so, someone got to explain this to me. Someone got to yeah. explain this to me. When were they even? Well, and friends? I'm thinking. I'm thinking Anissa has a podcast with Tori and she's Jordan's ride or die. What? Like but this one wasn't. We'll have to off. see. We'll have to see what the date is. Cause if it's uh October that 12th. first October okay. 12th. I was I was gonna say if it's that first week, we'll have to do the draft before because Jeremy will be off work. Yes. Uh yeah, I'm technically not supposed to work. I'm very stupid and I'll probably end up <laughs> doing I'll do shows. Shows are fun. Like I'm very stupid. I'm very stupid. <laughs> if I don't do I'm shit too, stupid. then it's not gonna get done either. So yeah, like, I feel yeah, that. Yeah. So and shows, shows are fun. I love talking to, to yeah. you guys and to Jensen and to whoever about stuff. Yeah, that's that's not exactly like work. Right. I don't want to be listening to you know a bunch of interviews and transcribing and stuff and like keeping an oh, eye on the question. news cycle. Did Sean tell you to write a story about Biggie getting his nether region waxed? No, but that sounds hilarious. So he he documented it on his Instagram stories. Ah. And um, the Sean had missed it completely. So he was trying to find if somebody had like, I'm sure somebody did screen record all of it and post it because he was like, oh, I'm definitely going to have Jeremy write an article about that because he was like, I have let it grow freely my whole life, and today I'm getting waxed. And you can see his face, and he's like, the whole time. And then he's showing the wax strips up to the camera. And I messaged him, and I was like, sir, are you really this bored? And he said, yes. <laughs> like, he has reached the point in his injury that he is having his, his gooch waxed, basically. <laughs> Got shit oh, and then, then she was talking about the butt strip. She was like, so when we do the butt strip, Jesus. that's the least painful. And he was like, the what strip? <laughs> I'm looking. Oh. I don't see it anywhere. I'll see if I can find it today. Okay. okay. It was very funny. All right, let's get out of here. I got. I do actually have to do some like work stuff. SB three. Yeah. Caden, somebody, anybody want to say anything? Caden, do you do you want to want to say anything? You can find me on Twitter at Caden K A D E N underscore F T W. And I'll be in New York this week, and I'll probably see SP three, and maybe this time I'll slap him. We'll see how it goes. You won't. You won't do anything, Caden. I hope you do. You should smack him though. Man, I had to. I had to con- uh, serve him on social media because he kept saying that nonsense. Don't start that again. Just say hi. Just say hi, man. <laughs> Just say hi, like you did last time. Um, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. If you are gonna be in New York and Queens, come say hi. I'll be at Arthur Ashe Stadium for AEW Dynamite and I'll be live later today 3 p.m. Eastern time with Alex McCarthy on ITR clips so check that, that out that 
that coward. That bitch, Alex McCarthy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Share Delaware and check out my show here on Fightful Overbooked, Strong Style, that apparently did pretty good. Already the best show we have on this channel, which is very sad that we've all been doing this for years. I should say. And that was my but... second episode. Yeah. And just, <laughs> I think it was the first one that stood alone. I think the first one was like part of like, Tim and Jim. Yeah. The first show. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was my first alone. standalone. But so, yeah, yeah, already the best episode. Everyone admire all of my SpongeBob cards that I got on the coin dozer. Look at all of these. I that show sucks. Hey, sweet two. You suck. That show SP3. sucks. You suck. SP three is gone. He's terrible. Doesn't understand that SpongeBob is great. I am missing Larry and Gary. So we got to go back to Chuck E. Cheese and get the Larry and the Gary cards. Just spent an hour uh, and a half yesterday playing the coin dozer at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, All we'll have to. Great. We're going to Chuck E. Cheese tomorrow, so I'll see if ours has them too. Oh, nice. That's so fun. <laughs> Jeremy, here's your wedding gift. Oh, Larry and Gary card. <laughs> no, see, I got to win them on my own. I got to win them on my own. Like now, because I've accomplished like this much, I can't. Uh -huh. I can't. Because yeah. here's the thing. Here's an here's untold story. No one knows this. Even the fiance doesn't know this one. So one of the cards got stuck. It was a plankton card. It got stuck on the little, I don't know what SP3 is doing. I don't care. He's holding up a phone or something, whatever. Um, <laughs> one of the cards got stuck in the machine that, you know, it has the little mm -hmm. mechanic that spits it out to you. And it got stuck. So I had to get the person to come over to open up the, the thing um, to get the card out. So she opens up the machine. There is a Larry card sitting at the bottom of the machine, right? And I could have said... I could have said, oh, that card there is mine as well. I could have taken that Larry card cheaply. Like, I got it. I got the Larry. I didn't want it. I you could not do that. I got to earn it. So I got to earn it myself. And that is why I cannot accept the gift of the Larry or the Gary card. Because because the I got the, the other kid. I got one of the kids addicted to the game as well. Uh, he started, because there's two of them. And he started playing it next to me. And he was getting super into it. And everything and he had a, uh, a larry and gary card on the board and if he had won it if he had won either of them he would have kept them i i think he would have offered be like here you go like because i got plenty we could have traded I, I i think he would have offered to give it to me or to trade or anything i don't want it like that i gotta earn these cards myself so if you want to get me chucky if this is a wedding gift everybody give me a bunch of chucky cheese cards Give, give me some Chuck E. Cheese. This will go over well with Beyonce. She, she'll have fucking nothing to do with this. Give me some Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> points. And so I can win the Gary and the Larry SpongeBob cards on the coin dozer. Everyone right? give Jeremy Chuck E. Cheese gift cards. And then yeah. he can take the kids out and let the wife rest. Yes. That, that, I mean, she has a good time. They just take pictures. She'll play some of the games and stuff. And Coindozer uh, is like my favorite one to play there too. But I think ours has Marvel so cards in it right now. Oh, nice. Nice. I I'll take any card. The fact that it's SpongeBob though makes it better. But Coindozer are so fun. Just It's yes. so addicting. You just press it. It's great. It what is. SE3? What, what is this? I, I put on Google a picture of SpongeBob and... <laughs> <laughs> great story, SP3. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Say bye, SP3. Bye, SP3.
Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course. Present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! There it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's won. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.